Welcome to the Along the Way podcast, your place to become an equipped and encouraged parent so you can experience God's absolute best for your family. Hey everyone, welcome to the Along the Way podcast. My name is Tim LaPointe and I'm joined here by our next generation pastor, Bruce Roberts here at Bell Shoals Church. And uh, today, Bruce, you know, we're talking about redeeming the screen. And I know in my family, screens are everywhere. You know, obviously my wife and I, we have smartphones, but my kids now, when they're going to school in this day and age, uh, they're using iPads. They've got a class dedicated to iPad time, computer time. You know, even when we go out to the restaurant, sometimes I find that if there's a TV on, it can be hard to to get their attention because there's a TV playing something and they're looking at the TV. So ultimately as parents, how do we approach screens, whether it be in the home, outside of the home, how do we approach uh, the technology that's all around us? You know, it's so funny. I was just at a basketball game and you know, if you go to a game now, you go to the concession stand, you don't even, you don't talk to people anymore. You go to a screen and you place your order that way. You go to fast food restaurants now. You're you're pecking on screen. You're like you're doing everything on a screen these days. So, I think as a parent, we we need to recognize one: screens are not going away. They are here to stay. Um, there will only be more of them in the future. Okay, so screens are here to stay. Um, people are leaning into that and utilizing that that medium more and more. So, um, they're they're here to they're here to stay. Uh, so I think that for us, we just have to see, you know, there's not anything necessarily inherently evil or wrong about a screen. Okay, it's it's pretty neutral, you know what I mean? What At the end of the day, what's on that screen, you know, and how often are we interacting with those screens and not with one another? And I think that's the challenge that we we face with screens a lot of times is that they they are a distraction, you're sitting in a restaurant and they're all over the wall and you're there to kind of have a meal and to talk with people where you're having a meal. That meal used to draw us into one another and cultivate yeah. conversation. Now, man, I'm I'm trying to sneak a glance up at that little ticker on ESPN to see, did they score? Did they, or what's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just a reality. Uh, um, screens kind of distract and take us away. They vie for our attention as well. So, um, it's it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing, but again, screens aren't the aren't the problem, and um, and I think they're here to stay. So you say you know screens aren't the problem, and you know mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Um, you know I think a lot of times it comes down to how the screen is used or the kind of content that is on the screen. So what are some some tips that you would give to parents about how to manage screens, whether we're talking about for our kids or even for ourselves? For sure, for sure. So. You know, remember, kids are picking up, you know, remember, we talk, we talk about patterns a lot, and I can't, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to get through a conversation with you, Tim, without talking about patterns. <laughs> that's fine by me. Because I think they're powerful. I think um, that's what, we want to model things for our kids. That's what we want. That's the, that's the opportunity that we have. So we have a, we have a shot at this. So they're watching our interaction with how often are we watching TV? How do we act when we're watching TV? When dad's watching TV, am I zoned out? Am I gone? Am I removed? Or um, is it, you know is watching TV something that we actually lean in and we do something together? Do we talk as we're walking watching TV? Do we talk after we watch TV? Uh, how often am I on my phone, on my iPad, on my laptop? What times of the day am I on? I would, you know, I would go as far to say that when my kids see my phone, when they think about dad and a phone, 
mom and a phone in our home, they would see the phone as something between us. Mm. Yeah. That would be their, I think that would be their natural thing. Like they wouldn't think that, you know what? I'm so glad they have that phone. Like when, when they have that phone or when that phone is out, I really feel like it draws us together. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, if I'm just honest, I don't think that that's, um, that's the natural inclination of when they see me interacting with my phone. I think they really want one. Um, <laughs> I think they really want one. They really yeah. want a screen. But is it that they really want a screen to do exactly what I'm doing? Right. And am I, am I setting the stage for maybe how a lot of homes can look and how we interact with one another? Everyone kind of grabs a screen. Someone's on TV. Someone's on a laptop. Someone's on a phone. We're in the same area, but we're not connecting. Yeah, and uh, so I think patterns are a big part of of the, the pattern building yep. um, of that. So one tip just is just remember that you're you're producing those patterns, and then you know what are the what are the natural conversation times that you're trying to cultivate, and um, I think that those moments that we've talked about before, when it's when we're eating a meal, when we're when we're talking with one another. Um, are there are there going to be screen free zones? Yep. All right, where the screens are not going to be a part of this. They're not. They're not um, allowed here. Uh, right. They're not a part of this experience, and that's something that our kids will pick up on. So, you know, as a child, if I don't have my phone at the table, it's going to be very difficult that w- as my kids because they're going to have screens. That's that's where they're going. We need to prepare. For prepare them for that world, they're going to have screens. But as a teenager, when they eventually get a phone or something like that, um, it, it'll really kind of push against the whole battle of, you know, I don't need to put, tell you to put your phone away. We've never had a phone at this table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't have to, t- I don't have to ask you to do that. That's just not, we're not, we don't, we don't do that as a family. Cause that pattern has been established. That's exactly right. And hopefully that, that, because of the experience that they've had and they've seen the benefit of that when they're maybe out with their friends or doing things that that's not, maybe they just see the value of that and they lean into that. And, and I think that having the opportunity to have more and more of those conversations help, helps you to set them up to think about, okay, how do I need to, how do I need to see this screen in my life? Mm-hmm. And when it becomes something that gets in between real relationships, yeah, then, um, our screen usage has gone too far. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just um, how much time we're on it. It's, is it, is it getting, is it making us less human? <laughs> yeah. Cause That's God, good. yeah. Cause God created us for relationships. I mean, like he is eternally in a relationship. We are, we are made in his image. We come from him. He made us to have a relationship with him we're born into the context of relationship. We're born into a family, how we relate with one another. So we have friends and we live in a world around people. We, we're made for community. So to have something like a screen, yeah. get in between that, it's mm-hmm. really, it can be, it can really obstruct um, us like living, living out God's design for us. Yeah, for me and my wife, you know, one thing that we've, I, I'll be honest, we're still working on it. Not always great at it, but same here. Um, same here. Man. We're trying to establish a pattern of hey, when I get home from work, which is typically around five o'clock or so, um, I'm I'm just going to put my phone in a drawer, 
I'm not going to have the temptation there to be on my phone because when I come home, I've got that limited window between 5, 7, 8 o'clock till my kids go to bed. And uh, I'm not going to spend that time on my phone. You know, I can turn my ringer on if I know I'm expecting a phone call or something from somebody. You know, maybe I make an exception there to where I'll leave the ringer on so I can hear when a notification comes up. Um, But I'm not going to be checking Facebook and Instagram during dad and kid time, during family time. Um, You know, I wonder, too, are there... Should we as parents maybe even seek opportunities to find an excuse not to use a screen? You know, whether that's, you know, I know nowadays everything's available via screen, whether it's a book or maybe it's our Bible. Um, You know, what are ways that we can kind of establish patterns by maybe getting away from the screen, even as they become more prevalent in our society? Yeah. So, hey, just real quick, you you know, what you were talking about just reminded me of something, um, you know, putting your phone away out of view. I remember reading reading a book, and it talked about basically it's talking about building habits, but it it framed it in nudges and like disciplines. Hmm. So if my phone is out, so if I'm sitting at a table with you and I'm talking to you, and I have my phone out, and let's say I turn it over, you know, because I'm, but it's there. So now I have to exercise a lot of discipline not to look at it or to touch it. Right. But if I put it somewhere out of sight, all right, where I can't see it, where I can't now, I have a it's a it's a it's a nudge it's a natural layer between me being distracted with that thing because it's completely yeah. out of view. Um, so I think that's a good that's a good practice. It's a good practice. Um, you're you're more likely to play with things that are out in front of you, <laughs> um, and then yeah. but if things are tucked away or um, it, you you have to try a little bit harder to get to it. Sure. Um, so, and I completely started talking about something um, because. I wanted to talk about what you were. What yeah, you, yeah. So basically, yeah. We're, we're just um, was asking. You know, are there things, are there situations where maybe maybe we should try to find a way to get away from that screen, whether it's a book gotcha. or it's Bible time. You know, oftentimes like yep. maybe our Bible's on our phone. Yep. But what does that say to our kids if we're using using the U version app? Right. Nothing against the U version app, by the no, way. No, no. You know, it's a great no, no. great hey, tool. No, no, it's a good tool. It's a good tool, and screens are a good tool. Um, but you know, like I was saying earlier, when you know, when my kids see me on my phone, they, I think they see me as disengaged from them. It's a, it's a barrier. It's a barrier. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing on my phone. I could be doing some life changing stuff on the phone. I could be looking up something very important. I could be interacting and texting about something like very necessary. Yeah. Um, or I could be surfing the web or looking at social media. It's I'm on my phone. My, My child doesn't they don't differentiate. Yep. It's just that dad's on his phone. Dad's on his phone. So, I mean, one recommendation I would make that in your in your home, because I think that there's something still to physical things. We can't, um, you know, completely just do away with books and paper and all those kinds of things. Um, but uh, as much as we can interact with a physical Bible, I think that's a I think that's a plus. That's a positive. Um, especially earlier on as a child, what kids, when kids are going to church and we're getting them going, we've, we've bought them their first Bible. We, they have their Bible and we want them to carry their Bible to church to establish that kind of rhythm, that pattern. And, and, but if we're going to church and all we're doing is tucking our phone in our pockets, grab your Bible. Well, dad, where's yours? (laughs) Mine's on my phone. And, uh, so you know, it, 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 they can't see us interact with the Bible or know that we're inter- interacting with the Bible 
when we're on our tablets or on our phone. That's it's it's hard for them to differentiate, yeah. you know. So I think one I mean one recommendation I would have is just you know to really lean into still reading a physical Bible and and utilizing that and yeah. allowing our kids to see us reading our Bibles when we're when we're reading to our kids, you know, reading from a physical a physical book. Yeah, um, those are good turning pages. Yeah. Um, so things like that. I, th- I think that uh, there's there, there's a, I don't think a place for that is ever going away. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important that we, you know, we mentioned too that a lot of times we talk about in this podcast, like establishing new patterns and we may think, oh, that needs to be done either before I have kids or when my kids are young. You know, for me, I'm hoping that I'm establishing patterns that my newborn will grow up and he'll just see the results of that. But I also know that by establishing those patterns now, things are changing for what my seven-year-old is used to. Right. Um, and so whether you've got teenagers or whatever age your kids are at, really, it's, it's, I think one thing we always try to encourage parents with is it's never too late to start doing that. That's and right. And maybe a little harder once that the bad pattern has been established, but it's never too late to start establishing those good patterns as well. Yeah, because the, the opportunities to teach and learn um, are never go away. So as parents, we're... We're evolving. We're learning new things, and and maybe you're listening to this and you're hearing something. It's like you know what? I hadn't really thought about that before. Um, that's that's where we are in life. You know, we we hear things, we and then we try to apply those things in in uh, specific ways to our family units. So yeah, we're establishing those patterns, but maybe we've maybe not um, treated or given screens kind of respect that they they deserve and the kind of protections that we, we need on those. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did say, you know, like, I think there's a place for screens and we need to use those things, but I think in measured ways, in very intentional ways, um, depending on the age of your kids, you know, you, you, there have to be certain protections on those things because um, it's a, it can be a very vulnerable thing. Uh, We talk about parents as the primary influencers and you are by design, the primary influencer, but if you're not, leaning into that, into your influence, then you're giving your influence away in some, in some form right. or fashion. So I think, I think time, you know, unmonitored time where our kids are, are taking in information and data and shows and hearing different conversations and being influenced in that way with no processing from the parents or no um, knowledge of what our kids are actually watching yeah. and seeing, it can be a very dangerous thing because now we're we're opening the, opening them up to to seeing some things and having to explain some things or talk about some things that you can't unsee right yeah and and undo you know yeah. now you're um, you've um, they've seen things before their time and uh, you just don't you don't want that to happen um, so for smaller kids it, 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 we're, we may not be talking about something explicit but it just could be words here and there that you know what we don't I don't want them. You know, or or humor. I don't. I don't want them to learn to laugh at these kinds of things. But when we start talking about teenagers, you know, I mean, and where they're where we're trying to help them lean into a little bit more of a little more autonomy and identity, and them kind of learning how to do these things. Because again, screens aren't going away. They're going to have to be able to discipline and monitor themselves at some point in time. So we have to be able to give those opportunities to them. Hey, to to do that. So, um, but I think there can still be some protections. There are some great things on out there, um, um, some great tools that you can use to to help monitor your 
uh, monitor usage where you can see what they're texting and um, uh, watching and <laughs> what's allowed in and what's not allowed in. So I think that being being aware of those things and putting protections in place. Mm-hmm. And it listen, it's not because, um, you know, you know, I, you know, your kid might be thinking, well, you don't trust me. It's like, well, I don't trust me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not that it, it's, it's a commentary on, on the nature of just being sinners in a broken and fallen world. Yep. And, and there are people out there who, um, who put things out and they, they don't have the same values and goals that we have. And we all have to be vigilant Um, So it's a protection for all of us. It's not just, hey, this is a kid thing or necessarily a teenage thing. Um, This is just really wisdom in a screen age. How do we navigate and walk through this with wisdom? And um, so uh, I think those those are some things to lean into. Yeah, you know, funny story for you. So when I was a kid, I I remember this. Um, I was probably about five years old, and I watched Home Alone, loved Home Alone. And I, I got in a fight with my mom and I said a word to my mom that my mom did not like that I had learned from Home Alone. And Home Alone very quickly went into the trash can, um, <laughs> which, you know, was, my mom recognized, man, there's a problem here and something that was watched that needs to be addressed. But, man, I'm, I'm sure she wishes there was a little more preventative there. Uh, and sometimes we can't predict that. Right. Um, but, you know, I think about just as an example, I've got a one year old who loves to run. And he will, as soon as he can, if he can open the door, he loves to open the door, run down the driveway, get as close to the road as he can, and just run into danger. And, you know, with my one-year-old, I can't have that conversation and sit down and say, hey, here's the deal. Running into the road is dangerous. You're too small. Cars can't see you. You need to be out there with an adult. Like, no, I just need to grab him out of the driveway and bring him into the house. But with my older kids, I can sit down and have that conversation and explain why that's dangerous. So tell me about, you know, as parents, what does that progression look like? You know, does that start with maybe with kids, maybe setting up a pin on the TV and then as they get older, maybe we're having conversations with our teenagers. Maybe sometimes it's even sitting down and maybe it's talking about what they're watching. What does that progression look like from when they're young to older kids as well? Yeah, so... Um, when it comes to accessing a screen, you know, depending on, you know, sm- a small, you know, a five and under, or can, I, I just wouldn't let them just be able to just to go turn on TVs. Okay. So our kids still ask us, can we watch TV? I have a seven and eight year old. They just don't walk out and just turn on a TV. Um, so accessing a screen needs to, needs permission. Okay. Um, our kids still, when, um, they're at somebody else's home or something's going on um, or some, you know, it could be somebody sitting beside them and they have a phone out. They have to first come to me and ask if they can put their eyes on somebody else's screen. So we've established a rule in our home. You don't access a screen apart from permission. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the in, uh, initial layer. So it's, it's gone off, but again, you know, kids they don't always do what you tell them to do. I don't know if you know that or not. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always listen. So, <clears throat> but, and so I think pins, um, you know, the way you monitor that, sometimes there's great helps with, um, they give some, some uh, apps on your, you know, device that give you um, kid, 
kid kid profiles and then you know you can put a pin on the adult profile and things of that nature yeah so um you know so there's a lot of different ways to set up video games that's a screen still the yeah. way they play video games the way they access that again video games aren't bad but it's still it's still an avenue um to where they can get to things that get to places where you don't want them to go so there needs to be protections even set up when it when it comes to the, to those things um but you know we you know we are we have a parent resource page yeah on belshels.com yeah, yeah on our website and uh and i just remember we put that up because i mean this is the world we live in so uh, we almost just like put on there just like if you're setting up this gaming console or this gaming console here are some tutorial videos for those things and yeah, there, there, are, there are people out there that are trying to help families that are trying to help um, us be successful in these areas so it's just really getting on a screen <laughs> getting online and there's a lot of helps there to to put you in position to to win yeah. to win i think that we just have to as parents we just need to have um the courage on some level to say hey this is how we're going to roll as a family um and you're going to hear well, so-and-so has a X, Y, and Z. How come I don't? Or, again, because I'm your parent and I'm not Johnny's parent. You know, right. that's, you know, but we, we, have to f- we have to feel freedom in doing that. Um, but also we have to feel the freedom in that there are other parents, people who are our friends, people who navigate, and they run their homes differently than we, than, than we might. Sure. That's okay. But we're... You, you have to feel comfortable enough in your skin as a parent to say, you know what, this is the best thing for our kid. That's yeah. why, you know, right now we don't have video games in our house. Our kids play video games. We just don't have them in our home. We don't have them in our, in, in our home. And it's not based on an, necessarily for us, it's not completely an age restriction thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think that they're ready. And they're like, well, how old will I? It's not about an age. It's when you're ready. It's when you're ready. And I've seen you on other people's video game consoles. <laughs> and I yeah. see maybe the little tug of war and the fight that we have when it's time. So yeah. we practice those disciplines on somebody else's console right now. Sure. And then when we bring him into our home, we've had a little bit of a, of a runway with that. So, um, so I think that there's uh, some definitely some takeaways yeah. there as we, as we kind of lean into that more as, as parents. Yeah, I mean, I think for for our kids, you know, we we have we do have a video game console, and we have seen some problems with that. So for us, like sometimes it comes down to just time management, limiting. Okay, you know, thirty minutes every Friday. You know, if we if we see that, um, maybe that can be a reward, even an incentive. Yep. Um, but you know, ultimately, we're talking about you know patterns and protections here that we can put in place with screens. But it, just really, the big thought we want here: um, how would you encourage parents to not just uh, have those patterns of protections, but also how can parents ultimately redeem the screen and redeem the use of the screens that are in their home? Yeah, again, use use them. Don't let them use you. Mm. That's the thing. Use them. It's a tool. It's a tool. Uh, so um, I think when it comes to um, uh, letting our kids use the screens and setting time setting time limits. Um, measured things like we have control over how this how this goes all right so I think that the problem becomes when the screens take over and they become the parent they 
you know, we, we use screens to do what we need to do. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, they, they end up kind of getting in the way. I know for us, you know, we've talked about family worship before and, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we use a physical Bible, but sometimes there are songs that we want to sing that we don't know all the words to. And there are a number of lyric videos, yeah, lyric videos online and we songs that we sing at church and, or things that we want to land. We just don't know all the words and it's a e- very easy thing to pull up on YouTube, a lyric video to a, to a song that we're wanting to learn or, or do, and we, we use screens yeah. uh, to do that. Uh, so we, um, so I think that um, leveraging the screen to do some of those things um, can, can, be, can be super helpful. Uh, I think that, that um, our kids watching things, and when I say kids, I mean, I'm, I don't, if they're, they can be teenagers, they can be older. I think that watching something on a screen and there never being conversations about it is is not a good practice, a good pattern. And it's easy because sometimes we're like, I need to get something done. Go watch TV. Um, and there are some things that we know about, and there, there's some things that we, as parents, we just don't know what our kids are watching sometimes. Right. And uh, so one practice for us is that I, I read up on movies and things before we actually watch them. And sometimes I know that there are going to be some questionable things in there. And uh, websites like Plugged In. Yep, common, Plugged In, yeah, Common Sense Media. I, read, I, know, yeah. I know a word's going to be said. I know something's going to come up. I know there's going to be a scenario here. Some of those things, I know that, you know what, my kids, this is going to go over my kid's head. I know that. They're not going to catch that. I know that. And so that's helpful. But I, I at least have a heads up of what's going on in, in right. the video. And then I know there might be a word here or there said, okay, that, all right, well, we'll let's, let's – Let's navigate that. Will will my kid pick up on that? Um, so once it's kind of said, I don't I don't get all alarmed or look you know <laughs> like, you know it's like okay okay it didn't register or um, um, or it's something that later on we can say hey did you catch that uh, yeah yeah but we know we don't talk that way you know yeah. we so it's but it's not anything that they're not already hearing on some level um, so but for for me I use this word like it's measured. What are the doses of this as you're going to get more and more of it as you grow up? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to be able to have conversations about these things and to frame the way that you ought to think about it. Sure. And I can't frame it if I'm not aware of it and I'm not having engaging conversations when it comes to it. So I want to I want to lean into that. So, OK, they saw something broken. They heard something broken. I have a chance to come in behind it and complete the loop. Yeah complete the loop so yeah well parents you know again today we're talking about um what we've what we've talked about and hope you can take away from this is really it's important to be intentional with establishing those patterns it's important to be intentional with putting those protections into place and ultimately we can redeem the screen and like bruce said if you go to our website bellshoals.com there's some parent resources there that you can take a look at that hopefully can help you as you navigate the screens you know i love here at bellshoals too that our creative team puts out content like our easter feature that we had a little while ago and our christmas feature that's coming up this year uh, that it can be consumed by the whole family. It's not just geared towards adults, but it's something that hopefully opens the door for conversations. I know it did with with my kids. That's right. Uh, conversations about the gospel and about the truth of God's word. So uh, we would love for you to check out our YouTube page. You can go to 
YouTube slash uh, youtube.com slash Bell Shoals. Again, if you found this podcast helpful, you, we would love for you to leave a review and share this with your friends. And uh, that way we can just continue to reach more and more parents and help them as they go along the way. <laughs>